All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're here recording on the Monday night for our episode number 45. Uh, we're doing a little bit of guess who action this year. We we did it last uh, last season, and it was uh, it was an awesome episode. A lot of fun had on that one. So we're uh, we're gonna do that one all over again. Unfortunately, we have to record on the Monday while the Tar Heels are playing right now. So might have to be doing a little dip to the phone and watch. Hopefully uh, UNC can pull this one out and finish off March Madness, but uh, we're going to talk a little football while that's going on. So uh, episode 45, we got the uh, guess who, and we also got a special guest on. If you, if you watched uh, guess who last time, uh, we got a familiar face again here for the guess who round two. And we're going to say hello first to uh, Dwayne Garrell. Thanks for joining us, Dwayne. And how, and how we doing? I'm doing great. It's nice to be back. I think I was one of the first guests way back. I can't remember which episode number it was, but it's good to be back and excited to play some guess who. Yeah, hopefully you don't stump us as bad as uh, as bad as last time because man, we uh, we caught a lick in there. It was uh, it was a tough go. Um, yeah. What about yourself, there, Armin? It's been uh, it's been what two weeks since we got a chance to chat. It's uh, seems like uh, seems like it's been too long. Uh, what's been keeping you busy? The regular basketball season ended for for school sports and. Now it's into the club season, so got tryouts this week. Looking forward to that and seeing who all signed up. See if any of my kids that I coached are there and hopefully get to coach them again. Never a dull moment for Armin Schellenberg, eh? Always busy, that guy. Whether it's football, basketball, he's always busy, eh? Never a dull oh, moment. Oh, yeah. Don't forget rugby. Yeah, always always something, hey? Never never, never relaxing, eh, Armin? you got to kick those feet up sometimes, I think. While, uh, while, while we're going here, too, if you're watching on YouTube, you may have noticed, but uh, for those of you at home, if, if you've been following our social medias, you'll, you'll, you would have seen it on there, but we've got some nice new uh, Black 306 Fantasy Football Podcast hats going. I'm wearing mine this episode. Dwayne's got his on, and uh, there's a glaring missing hat uh, on Aaron Schellenberg's head arm. You want to tell everybody what happened to yours there or what? Well, they, they look so clean this weekend, went, uh, saw some family in Saskatoon and my brother-in-law, he liked my hat so much. He, he stole it from me, he took it. Uh, I did get a hat out of the deal. He gave me his hat that he had. It's a one of a kind hat too. It's like Axiom group or something like that, but it's a, like a suede green hat with a leather print on it, but doesn't look quite as clean as our hats. That's how nice these hats are, folks, that uh, people are willing to steal them, I guess, just to get their hands on them. So <laughs> making Armin buy back another hat there, a little proceeds from back right out of Armin's pocket. But yeah, so if you uh, want to get your hands on a 306 Fantasy Football podcast, reach out to us on our social media and we'll be able to hook you up. Um, if you're in Prince Albert, we can drop it off nice and easy. If you're uh, out of out of town somewhere, uh, we can ship those out to you, no problem. We'll, uh, we'll be able to get uh, hats in your hands if, uh, if that's what you like. So reach out to us on social media. We'll be get you a hat, no problem. Uh, and before we get this episode started, we, uh, we hinted at it last one. We got a big, uh, big announcement. I'm pretty sure actually the last time we had Dwayne on, we had a big, uh, a big uh, announcement to do with sponsorship too. But uh, we got our major sponsor of the year. And uh, for this upcoming season, our major sponsor is going to be 22 Fresh. If you're from Saskatchewan, I'm sure you're very familiar with the 22 Fresh brand. So we're very, very happy about that. We're going to be rocking 22 Fresh all year. We're going to be getting some stuff for the charity league. It's going to be awesome. And, and you have to stay tuned with uh, have a little bit of a 306 uh, fantasy football promo code coming soon too. So we're pretty excited about that one, especially uh, especially myself. I'm a big 22 Fresh uh, fan. I know Zach and Armin are pretty excited about that one too. And might have to get our, 
hands on some 22 fresh stuff for, for our special guest there, Dwayne, as he's our two-time special guest now. So might have to get some honorary 22 fresh gear for him. Um, what do you figure? Should we, uh, anything to add here, Armin, before we start off some insiders and headliners? No, that about covers it. I'm excited for the new sponsorship. It's, it's awesome. I've never had any of their clothing before, but I've always been jealous of those who have. Yeah, I know they're uh, they're very very big, especially down in uh, in southern Saskatchewan, that's where they started out of Regina. Uh, a lot of the high schools partner up with them to do uh, their 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 school clothing. Um, I know the Humboldt Foundation after the bus crash, they did a bunch of stuff with Sass Junior Hockey League with T-shirts and hoodies and stuff like that. And uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, very comfortable, very comfortable product, and yeah, very happy to be partnering up with them. But we'll uh, we'll get some insiders and headliners going here. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm Ron Burgundy. Things are uh, they're slowing down a little bit here in the uh, free agent frenzy. So the insiders and headliners, thank goodness, it's not as long as it's been the last little bit. But one big, really big trade to talk about was the Tyreek Hill trade. And this seemed to be happening. It seemed to happen in about an hour. We got notification that, you know, the contract or contract negotiations maybe uh, weren't going as well as planned. So then uh, Tyree Kill might be traded. And then seemingly you put your phone down, look back five minutes later, and, and he was already dealt. With, it was a possibility between uh, Miami and, and the Jets, and Miami were the winners. So Tyree Kill was sent to Miami for uh, a package of five picks, uh, 2022 first, a second, and a fourth, as well as a fourth and a sixth in 2023. And as immediately after this, uh, trade had happened. He signed a four-year uh, deal worth 120 million and 72.2 million of that guaranteed. And this put everybody into a huge frenzy because I know the whole conversation earlier uh, before that trade was, all right, now uh, Devonta Adams is traded. Maybe we have a brand new wide receiver guaranteed one in town. It's uh, Tyree Kill undisputed. Uh, he's got Mahomes. He's got Kansas City. It's a good offense. And then all of a sudden now he's dealt to Miami. Now is he guaranteed the wide receiver one? Now there's a whole conversation of who's the wide receiver one in Dynasty, who's the wide receiver one in redraft? Uh, what does this mean for Jalen Waddle? So I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Uh, maybe Dwayne, let's 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 hear what you got to say first. What do you what does this mean? I guess for maybe Mahomes. What does this mean for Tyreek? What does this mean for Miami? What do you, what do you think? You know, I, I'll start with Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes is going to be fine. I don't um, I don't envision a huge drop off for him. And saying that there will be maybe the first first start of the season will be a bit of a uh, getting used to what he's got there, but uh, I, I like it for Miami. Uh, I don't know necessarily if uh, if investing that type of money in a wide receiver um, is maybe the best choice. But in terms of just if I was looking at as a, a singular type of year thing, um, Tua is getting some weapons. Uh, that is a very dynamic offense, um, you know, with a very dynamic play caller, a new head coach there, and he's uh He's a magician and he puts guys in the right spot. So they're going to be, they're going to, they're, they're a dangerous team. Uh, I like it for them in terms of, uh, of their offense. I'm really curious on what this is going to do, because personally, I think, well, you had to surround two with weapons, right? So you're, you're coming up to a potential end of his rookie contract and you got to know what you got with Tua, right? So best way to find what you got, you put around weapons, you can't succeed. Then you know what, then you know what you got to do moving forward. So, um, but I think this is an opportunity for him to sink or swim, but with those weapons, he's got you, you already named it. Like it's going to be, he's surrounded by 
by studs and it's it's his opportunity but I, one thing I, I wanted to kind of talk about too is I mean Armin uh, as a football as a football coach you might be able to test this too um they're talking about oh you know well yeah maybe two doesn't have the arm to get downfield and then everybody's kind of going into oh you remember last year though uh Tyreek Hill actually didn't his a dot wasn't that far downfield he's a lot of line the scrimmage a lot of screens get the ball's hand and try and create space but I think a lot of people forget that that's because look what the defense started doing to Kansas City they ran that cover two over top to try and really limit those home run shots and made them nickel and dime right so is that a product of well you want to get Tyreek the ball in space on line of scrimmage or is that product of the defense that they're throwing at them now saying that as well with two with his arm strength are they going to see a lot of the cover two over top I think these are things that as people, maybe as a regular fantasy player might not be considering these types of things, but obviously as us, maybe trying to go in a deep dive to understand, well, is this a good thing for Hill, a bad thing for Hill? Can we expect the same? Can we expect the dip? These are things I think are good to consider. Now, are we going to see the same, the, the cover two, do you think over top, or do you think we're going to see uh, a little bit more of uh, uh, a heavier upfront uh, type of defense with, uh, with two other armen? Um, it's something that, uh, will be tough to say right off the bat, but you'll definitely see what team or teams will see what, uh, what Miami is wanting to do and they'll try and take that away. Right. But, uh, you gotta, you gotta think with these weapons, Miami will be trying to take the top off with that speed. Um, and, um, you gotta be thinking teams will not want to give up the big play it's a momentum swinging play that uh, teams don't want to give up. So they'll probably be, be trying to avoid that with the cover two. And then if uh, Tua shows that he can't get him to the ball deep, but they can do the nickel and dime then they'll, they'll just right. But right off the bat, I'd imagine the, the idea will be to stop the big play. Dwayne, if you're uh, if you're a Jalen Waddle owner after a huge, huge rookie season, I think a little bit in the shadows of Jamar Chase, obviously what he did, but nothing to be scoffed at for sure. Are you panicking a little bit now? Obviously, there's a new dog in town. He's a, always been seen as his premier wide receiver one in fantasy. Uh, if you were a Jalen Waddle owner, I mean, the free agency period happens fast. You had this rookie stud and are, are you panicking? Are you selling? Are you holding? Are you trading? What, what are you uh, what are you doing if you're a Jalen Waddle owner? Well, I'm not selling Jalen Waddle ever at this this rate i mean he is a uh, electric they there is some concern though on a week-to-week basis i don't think you're gonna see that same consistency if you look at mcdaniels who's the coach now coming over from san fran he's a he's a system game planner and um there there is some scariness with that uh being a, a george kittle dynasty owner uh i ran into that multiple times last year that you know, he'll have huge games and then there'll be games they just keep him in as a blocker. And when you have two players like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, who are, to me, carbon copy players of each other, um, I don't know if uh, two is going to be able to support two wide receiver one types, especially when, once again, McDonald's is a tight end kind of guy as well. So you throw Gusek in there and then you get the running back in there. Um, there's some definite short-term concern, but Jalen Waddle's an elite talent. Um I don't think you're, uh, I don't think you panic at this stage. You got to see how that plays out. Uh, I think, you know, 1A, 1B type thing. I don't know if you have that 1A. You, you, you had Jalen Waddle probably as a, a, you know, a top 10 dynasty guy. I don't know where he sits after the trade, but he's still going to be fine. So definitely, definitely buying the panic, right? Somebody else is panicking. You're going to swoop in there and try and try and buy in there. I know Armin's already tried to lowball Zach a little bit. He's a waddle owner. So Armin's trying to swing in there. So hopefully he doesn't listen to this episode too much. <laughs> yeah. 
it's tough when uh when all the guys i want zach owns yeah and every time you say ah gibson now uh, zach you want to trade me him uh <laughs> yeah. he, he stinks i mean everybody else he's really good but uh zach he stinks <laughs> i've had a hard time trying to make dynasty trades in our home league after starting the podcast that's one thing i've noticed but yeah i think uh i think waddle i think he's going to be just fine i know i, I different offenses but i think this is a comparable situation to jamar chase and a t higgins you know I, i'm not going to be opposed to owning either of them there's going to be big weeks with chase and then Higgins is going to be kind of on the outside looking in and Higgins is going to have the big week and Chase is outside looking in. I, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Dwayne, when you said it's a one, a one B scenario, because I don't think one's going to surpass the other as being the, the, the main dog in town, but I think you're going to get big performances from both still. Thank you. And the head there. To go a little bit with what Dwayne was saying about the systems offense, right? Uh, two dynamic playmakers on that team. They are the most dynamic guys on that team they're going to be designing plays to get the ball in both their, those guys' hands over probably Jacecki or, or their running backs because those two guys are, are the bet, best offensive weapons they have. A little bit of follow-up from this trade, too. And as to be expected, uh, after this trade happened, people expected Devonta Parker to be uh, moved. And the reports right away were that he was, that he was traded for a later-round pick. That was the immediate reports. So thinking, you know, maybe a fifth round, sixth round pick for Devonta Parker. Okay, clearing up a little bit of cap space. All right, no harm, no foul. It turns out New England ends up giving a third round draft pick to pick up Devonta Parker and add a, add a weapon for uh, for that, I would say, a little bit of a hungry offense for a little bit of a wide receiver presence. You know, they had the presence of Jacoby Myers and and uh, and Kendrick Bourne kind of came on a little bit there, maybe the middle of the season. But they're looking for, you know, that big, maybe potential uh, wide receiver one to help out uh, a nice little season for Mac Jones coming into a sophomore season here. So Devonta Parker, uh, are we expecting more or less the same that we saw with him in Miami, or is this a little bit of an uptick, uh, Dwayne? Definitely. Uh, I don't see an uptick. Uh, in fact, I see it as a bit of a, um, you know, if you're a dynasty, if you're owning him in dynasty, you're not, you're not thrilled about where he's going. You got a couple tight ends. I like to use with the Patriots and you didn't even mention Aguilar is there as well. Um, they like Jacoby Myers running that underneath stuff, and he's kind of the slot guy. Um, in terms of the offense for uh, for what it will do for New England, it's again definitely going to help. They've been missing that outside presence, um, and so they definitely brought him in to kind of you know get over the top a little bit, and he can make those contested catches that um, they they've really struggled on the outside. So it's going to open up that offense and stuff a bit. But in terms of his production uh, fantasy wise, I'm not thrilled with it. Uh, from a Mac Jones owner happy very happy but not for uh not for Devonta Parker's value absolutely and one last follow-up piece here this trade obviously losing Tyreek uh they needed to add and replace there so uh Kansas City was quick to go out and sign Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh they ended up signing him to a three-year deal worth 30 million dollars I think it's upwards to 36 million if I remember correctly um I mean MVS is not Tyreek Hill by any stretch of the imagination yeah. uh but they've already signed Juju Smith-Schuster adding MVS and the rumors now with uh, adding some draft capital, they could be potentially going after maybe a, a, a round one wide receiver. That's a, something that we'll be able to kind of talk about maybe in the next couple episodes as we get into our draft primer. Uh, but the Kansas City Chiefs did replace that empty position of Tyreek Hill. Uh, one other signing, Andy Dalton uh, signed with New Orleans as their backup to help out with Jameis Winston. And then Ronald Jones also signed with Kansas City to a one-year deal. Now this one, kind of sets up fantasy Twitter up in a, in an argument, I guess, Ronald Jones versus Clyde Edwards, Alaire. 
And at this point, I think you're either super against Clyde Edwards-Alaire or you're just an automatic truther and you're just going to ride or die with CEH. But um, I think people still think CEH is going to get that third down touches, you know, going to be the receiving guy. The Rojo is going to come in and take the uh, first and second down backs. I think at this position, um, this might be something that just might be worth kind of taking your hands off because all of a sudden there's rumors that Casey might be trying to pick somebody up in the draft. Uh, I, I don't know what to do here, but Armin, if you had to pick one of them, it's, it's draft season right now, and you're going to take CEH, you're going to take Ronald Jones, who you're going to try to add on your uh, redraft roster. I think I'm going to go Ronald Jones. Um, he has a bit better track record in the league, and uh, not that he's a great track record, but a bit better than CEH. I'm down on CEH and also the draft capital, I think, that you're spending on Rojo might be a little bit less than CEH at this moment. I think he might be getting the uh, goal line work too. I think Rojo fits the bill a little bit better than CEH does, but that's yeah. uh, one one time will tell because CEH has been battling with, with health issues, you know, and now with Rojo coming into town, he did a pretty admirable job in Tampa Bay and people are forgetting how, how young Ronald Jones is. I think people think that he's like a 26 year old back here. You know, he's, he's a young little spring chicken still, so a lot of tread on the tire. So, well, we'll see what's going to happen there with uh, with KC in their backfield. Uh, a couple quick things before we get into Armin's key trade cut here. Uh, the overtime rule, I guess you can call it the Mahomes, the uh, Allen rule. Uh, now, this rule is only going to be put into the playoffs, but it's going to guarantee that both offenses will be able to uh, possess the football in overtime. Uh, there's different speculation. You know, if there's a safety, the game's over. So that way both teams wouldn't touch the ball there, obviously. But um, this is a change. This was something that people wanted coming from the playoffs. Um, I know a lot of people wanted something maybe a little bit different, you know, more college or CFL style. We were working in from the 25 or something like that. But, hey, at least now we're going to see some good football because, uh, you know, if this playoff rule is in effect, I think that Kansas City and uh, Buffalo game still might be going on. They still might be going <laughs> back and forth. But I know, uh, Armin, this is kind of similar to what you had in mind, right? You wanted just to keep the game going if that's if that was correct, correct? Uh, I was more towards the CFL rules. Maybe it's Zach then. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is better than nothing. It's, uh, it's what the people want to. You got to adapt and you got to make it more entertaining for people. And um, I think this is more entertaining. Um, it puts a lot of onus on the defense too, especially on that second possession. If a team gets a field goal, um, then team marching down, it, it really puts onus on you and, and you got to make a stop. I think it's going to be exciting for those games where they do score that touchdown right off the hop. You know, Casey goes down and, and Kelsey punches that one in. Well, now, like, it could be fourth and 26. You're going for it. Like, and you can bring well, that fourth and 26. It's going to be exciting. So I think that's, that secondary possession, if they do score in playoff football, is going to be exhilarating. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the real uh, key there is what you want. So you win that coin flip. I think you want you want the ball second because you know what the offense has done and then you can gamble on that fourth down play. So I think most teams are going to elect to take, um, to kick off if they win the, win that overtime uh, coin flip. I, I wish, I wish they would have changed. I know they would want to change the game too much, but I wish they would do something different for the regular season. I know I hinted at this a handful of episodes back, but remember when Detroit and Pittsburgh went to overtime, like in the regular season, how bad was that? It was literally like kick the ball off three and out three and out, 
three and out tie. It was like this, like that. Nobody wants to watch that. Like let's let's try and make these bad teams more entertaining to watch. And that was just a bad football game. But like, oh, I just want. I was wishing that you know you coin flip. You want to go first or second? Twenty five in. Okay. Well, you get a field goal. Okay. Well, now do you want to try and tie the field goal or you want to go fourth and long to try and score and win? Like I think there was ways to make the game more entertaining, especially for those really poor teams but nobody wants to watch 10 minutes of just kicking the ball around <laughs> but let's see some excitement let's see some football let's see hey, some- i like you know what as a fantasy football podcast that's an extra quarter of scoring that those guys are getting so come on hey, Another, some three and outs there's still some guys collecting some stats there but what if you went back and forth there was uh six different possessions of major scores you could have that's uh that's a lot of touchdowns you can go back <laughs> well that that actually that that is interesting uh, that's yeah when one angle I didn't look at actually could add uh, could add a lot of points all of a sudden you could be have a 30 point lead and one game goes to overtime and all of a sudden you're <laughs> down 40 points because they put up six scores each could be a especially for quarterbacks that could be an absolute nightmare swing of events but yeah, yeah at least we're getting you know at least we can know that the best team's going to win in playoffs and I think that's where it matters most is the playoff games and the regular season it is what it is you take your tie or you take the loss and yeah well you you should have stopped my guess and and at least the regular season, your your season will continue. But in the playoffs, to lose that way, that that is unfortunate. So it's going to make those fun games a little bit more exciting. So especially with this playoffs, I think it was the first seven games all ended on the last play, like their field goals or walk offs. So to watch a little bit more exciting football continue like that, I'm all for it. So I'm, I'm happy for the rule change. Uh, a couple more things. Uh, Bruce Arians has stepped down as the head coach. This is a bit of a wild one. Uh, the Tampa Bay saga continues here and. I'll see what TB12 does with the new head coach and uh, maybe a possible new little system there, uh, depending on uh, who's going to be the play caller, I suppose. Uh, Frank Gore retiring after 13 seasons. Um, I think Armin and I made a bet on the very first episode of uh, the podcast on where Frank Gore was going to sign, and obviously he didn't sign anywhere. So <laughs> that was just a mute bet at this point. But uh, Frank Gore officially uh, retiring. Um, Detroit Lions are going to be the host of the hard knocks of this upcoming season in the 2022 season so I'll be glued to hard knocks a little bit more than I usually am and then a little bit more positive Detroit Lions news they'll be hosting the 2024 NFL draft as well so we don't get a lot of positivity on the field as of late so I'll take all this uh, good news I can get here as a Lions fan <laughs> but everything's coming up smooth I had a buddy say you know they're hard knocks this year they're the draft the year after maybe they'll host the Super Bowl the year after that and they can win it at home and uh, Okay, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit here. Like that's a quick <laughs> rebuild, but uh, I'll take it. I'll take a three-year turnaround. But uh, yeah, a little bit of the uh, line stuff to watch. I'm not going to complain too much. Uh, you figure Armin a little key trade cut or what? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'll uh, preface this before we start by uh, we, me and myself and uh, Dwayne were chatting before Armin jumped on the the call here. And he says, you know, this is going to be a hard one. I, I want to keep all three of these guys. So I say, that's yeah, perfect. We're going to make this one real hard for Armin. So we are doing sophomore wide receivers and guys that we would say had pretty good uh, rookie campaigns. And we're looking to build off those rookie campaigns into an awesome sophomore season. So we've got uh, wide receiver Rondale Moore from the Arizona Cardinals. We've got wide receiver Devonta Smith from the Philadelphia Eagles. And we have wide receiver Elijah Moore from the New York Jets. So, Armin, keep trade cut. All right. I'm going to start with I'm cutting Elijah Moore. Um, he's a Jet. Um, <laughs> um, kidding aside, 
He's the one that I've seen the least out of so far. Hold on, Armour. I got to give you this one. I got to give you this one. Didn't get much on the feedback on that one. Anyways, continue. Um, yeah, I haven't seen much out of him yet. And uh, I, I feel like he's not in a position to become the guy for the Jets. Um, he just doesn't seem like an alpha guy to me. Um, but that's my opinion on him. Um, then for, for trade and keep, I am trading Devontae Smith and keeping Rondell Moore. Uh, the reason I'm picking to trade Smith is because I think he gets a higher trade value right now. You're going to get more for him. He had the better rookie season, and, uh, and people are looking at him as a, a top-tier wide receiver in the NFL. Um, and he, he started to prove that a bit near the end of last season as well. Rondale Moore, keeping him, he has a great opportunity here in Arizona with, uh, with uh, um, Kyler Murray and uh, the uh, Christian Kirk moving. And he's, he's got an opportunity to be a, a burner on that offense and, and hopefully a playmaker that they, they design plays to get the ball in his hands as well with his athletic ability that he possesses. Um, he, he is a great, uh, great athlete. Um, and he could definitely um, build and become and bud into a star in this league. Ew. You, uh, you piqued my interest here. I, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer in this one. This is a tough one, but I'm curious to see if Dwayne uh, agrees or disagrees on this one. This one's really hard because part of the problem is I have a, I have a fantasy football crush on all three of these guys. <laughs> um, so it's really, it's really tough. I actually went out, uh, I, I drafted Rondell Moore last year in my, my main dynasty league. Love him. Um, still think his ceiling is extremely high. And yeah, Armin really uh, made a good point there with, obviously with Christian Kirk moving on to Jacksonville and having uh, AJ Green um, no longer there is by the sounds of it, that it's going to be a big opportunity. And then you hear, Obviously, I know it's the offseason and there's lots of buzz around teams, but um, that they're going to be using them a little bit differently, uh, moving down the field a little bit more, um, a little bit more targets as a receiver instead of some of that. I mean, his, I think his, it was ridiculous how many balls he caught by the line of scrimmage, so they do want to use him a little bit differently. So I'm high on him. Um, I'm, I'm going to caution to not be high on Elijah Moore. Um, he had a stretch last year. Uh, I know that he had uh, a slow start, but week seven to 13, he was healthy. He was actually the number in my, my main league. He was the number three scoring receiver. And then he got hurt in week 13. So there was a seven week stretch where he was the wide receiver three scoring. And that was with, that was with Zach Wilson struggling as well. Uh, keep in mind, the jets were the youngest roster in the NFL last year. You know, they, I, th I think they've, they had a rookie quarter or head coach or brand new offense coordinator like there was there was a lot of moving parts there and when he played he was heavily targeted in those games and he had a couple of massive weeks um so you know i don't i don't want elijah Moore. uh well I can't, i'm gonna try to, i'm gonna be buying him in some um redraft i'm gonna be getting him i think on, on a few of my teams and then Devonte smith um i made a trade for him this offseason so once again another guy that i'm really <laughs> high on but Devonte smith i think is it going to be in line for a, a big year i think the Philly's got to do uh, a better job of getting someone on the opposite side of Smith. 
Um, they need to free him up a little bit, but he is, he's an elite route runner. And I think with Jalen Hurts taking, uh, you know, another year in that system, I think Devontae Smith is going to have um, a very, very nice year. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know. It's, I, I, I want all three of those guys. <laughs> so I'm going to say the one reason maybe why I'm fading Elijah Moore, not because I don't believe in the talent or I don't believe in the capability, <clears throat> but there's a lot of links to the Jets adding, obviously, another wide receiver in the draft here. And uh, the reason why is I'm seeing a lot of connections with Drake London. And I am a huge Drake London fan, big time London fan. Uh, so I don't want to own both guys on the same roster. So I'm going to be trying to go after London big time, especially ends up in that Jets offense. because I think they're going to take a big leap forward, like Dwayne mentioned. Uh, so I'm going to probably try and avoid more a little bit there too. Uh, I own Smith. Uh, I like Smith a lot. I am trying to trade him right now, trade high. I have a team that's, uh, that's a very, uh, I won the league. So I'm hoping to go back to back. So I'm trying to buy low on a, on a stud right now. It's, Hopefully he's not listening to this episode. I'm trying to flip Devonta Smith into a DK Metcalf somehow. So I'm uh, trying to do a little bit of magic there. I'm uh, with the trade rumors and stuff like that. I'm trying to buy the, uh, the rumor dip a little bit. So, um, but yeah, I think I would, oh man, I think I'm going to cut Rondale. I'm going to trade Elijah and I'm going to keep Smith. Just the buzz with Elijah Moore right now is on Twitter is, is pretty high. Everybody's trying to get their hands on a little more uh, and then not as much on, uh, on Rondale. So I guess in a situation here, we got more is more and less is more, I guess, if I'm going to keep and cut here, but I'm going to keep, uh, I'm going to hold on to Smith, I think, but I don't think there's a wrong answer. Truly. I don't think, cause it's, yeah, there's pros and cons to both. And they're, they kind of are all in a very similar position where they, they have an opportunity to take a big jump. So um, I guess we'll go into uh, our next uh, segment here. And, and I'm, uh, I'm actually looking really forward to this one. So if you haven't listened to guest soup and our last one, it was our, <clears throat> that was our third episode ever and uh we came up with the idea that you're going to come uh, have five hints to try and guess a specific player so we're not going to tell you who it is uh if you guess the very first hint if you guess it correctly in the first one, you get five points and then after all the way down to the fifth hint if you guess correctly in the fifth one you get one point and uh, we're going to keep track of how many points each player gets and uh at the end here armin and i uh, we'll uh, we'll spin the we'll spin the wheel uh whoever is the loser between myself and armin uh, we're gonna have a little bit of uh I'm going to put down, we'll go a $10 gift card to Tim Hortons. So that way Dwayne's in the running here. So he can uh, try and win something as well. Uh, if, uh, if he wins, he'll get the $10 gift card. If uh, Armin or myself wins, then uh, this is just, we're going to spin the wheel. Cause it's, uh, I'm not buying Armin a $10 gift card. It ain't happening. It's going to make him spin the wheel. It's going to be awesome. So um, I'm going to go first here. Uh, so uh, I got, I got a few here just in case anybody stole mine. And I know Zach's going to be choked listening to this because he really wanted to do this one. But for all you listen out there, he had a little bit of a mishap with his, uh, rental property. So he's unfortunately out on this one, but my, uh, my player, my very first hint. Uh, so if you got your pen and paper ready to go, I'll let you know. First hint, I played college at an SEC school and was named MVP of the bowl game that I won. Any hints or any guesses? Anybody pop in your head? All right, <clears throat> I'll go to the next one. I was drafted first overall in my draft. And in my rookie year, my season ended early due to an injury.
Any guesses? No. All right, I'll go to my number three. After coming back from a season-ending injury, I won the Comeback Player of the Year award, leading my team to the playoffs. Oh, I thought maybe that one might give it away. I think I have it. You want to take yeah, your guess? Yeah, I'm going to lock in. You're going to lock it in. Armin's locking it in. The only thing right. that's throwing me is I, I don't know college enough to know if he's actually SEC. Yeah, uh, if you think you knew, I think this would have given it away. But, okay, we'll see. Number four. <clears throat> I wear number nine and recently made a trip to the Super Bowl where, based on my play, yeah. I had a shot to win the Super Bowl MVP. Well, Yeah. I know who it is now. Okay, you're going to lock it in? Yeah. Armand, are you uh, willing to share your guess as the first guess? Sure. Who did you think it was? Joe Burrow. Ooh. Joe Burrow. Dwayne, what did you write? Yeah, Joe Burrow. The fifth hint was, I was traded last offseason, and I'm a perfect one-for-one one in Super Bowl appearances. The oh. correct answer is Matthew Stafford. Oof. Should have known. Oh, that was yeah. a trick. That's I was a trying trick. to go with Matthew Stafford. I was thinking I figured... I looked at some stuff. I was like, I could try and mislead them a little bit. And I was like, I can't believe how similar these were. Matthew Stafford in 2009 won the Capital One Bowl and he was the MVP in the Capital One Bowl. And he was drafted first overall. And his rookie season was cut short due to uh, due to a knee injury. And then coming off of his uh, shoulder surgery, he won the Comeback Player of the Year in 2011. And then obviously he wears number nine and had a pretty good Super Bowl other than one pick that was his fault. Another pick was the receiver's fault. So he had a pretty good Super Bowl and uh, he's one for one in Super Bowl. So I got to get Matthew Stafford in there somehow. That was, that was tricky. Well yeah. done. Well like, done. My next one's not as tricky. One. It's pretty straightforward there, but I had to throw a little curveball in there. <laughs> I like it. All right. Okay. Who's next here? Let's see. We got uh, Armand. Yours is next. All right. Um. Hey, my first guy here, He his dynasty ranking is a head-scratcher. He's ranked 81st overall, beating out guys who just broke out and statistically were a lot better than him this year. Um, he's beating out Dalton Schultz at 84 and Hunter Renfro at 82. He had 60 catches for 497 yards and seven touchdowns last year. That was a lot there. So he's ADP 81st overall. Yeah. And then can you give a little bit more of that stuff there? He's beating out Schultz and Renfro right now who had breakout seasons and are, are had way better statistical seasons. Um, he went 60 for 497 and seven touchdowns. Just to kind of give you an idea of how far behind he was from Schultz and Renfro in, uh, in his performance last year. Was that all the first hint? That was a that was a mouthful. I know, I know. I hey. saw this though, and I was like, "Oh, I, I got to bring it up on the pod." This is why I, this is why I chose him. I was like, "It's a good talking point." Okay. Okay. I I don't. I have a few ideas, but nothing nothing close. All right. Hint number two. He was drafted last year in the second round. 
that's it short like, and sweet this time like nfl draft or like or yeah like, okay. nfl draft yeah I need another hint, hint three. All right. This one's going to start giving it away a little bit more, especially if you know your college ball. He was the first Penn State tight end to win the Big Ten Tight End of the Year Award. Yeah, I'm going to lock mine in. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna say, who is Pat oh, Fryermuth? Nope. You're supposed to write it down. No, you gave oh, me sorry. A... I wrote down Pat. So, wasn't Pat before we go there? Before you give your answer, wasn't Pat Fryermuth? Wasn't Pat Fryermuth Notre Dame? I think. No, but, he was Penn guy, wasn't he? I don't know. Not, well, Armin, you can give that answer, and because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I was gonna lock in. I had Pat Fryermuth, but then I, I thought he was a Notre Dame guy. No, anyway. he was Penn State. Yeah, it's Pat Fryermuth, nicknamed Baby Gronk, was the next yeah. one, and then yeah, he replaced a retiring Vance McDonald. Well, I wasn't. I did write down Pat Fryermuth. There we go. There we go. That's not to help out Dwayne with the points. As long as they didn't go to Armand, I don't care. (laughs) No, no. Okay, I'm going to write down here. We got uh, Dwayne. No, you got that one, Jordan. Got three points, and then I got three points as well. Okay. All righty. Dwayne, we got yours here. All right, so uh, this player was – I guess, who am I? I think I kind of went with that role last time. I was, I'm a fourth-year player. Uh, we'll call it a breakout season. Um, and prior to um, last year, I never had more than 95 targets in a year. So that's hint one. So he's a fourth-year guy. We'll call it a breakout season. Never had more than 95 targets in a year. Okay. All righty. Yeah. Okay. On that same um, target-based thing, I was the ninth most targeted player in the NFL last year with 157 targets. Can I lock mine in? You can lock it in if you like. You can write it down. I'm going to take a shot here. Okay. Well, wait. We'll keep going and we'll come back. Yeah. Armin, would you like me to keep going? I'll take one more. Alrighty. So this player... Uh, played on a team that had 611 passing attempts, which would have been the ninth most in the NFL as a team last year. I'm going to lock mine in. Can we, you want to just keep going through the hints or, sure, or I'll, you... give you, I'll, I'll give you the, I'll give you the remaining two hints. I'll pull my pen up. So you know, I'm not cheating here. Yeah, no worries. Cause the next, <laughs> the next hint kind of speaks to, um, uh, what position he may play because he had a 40 time of 4.83 so he's not fast which is probably throwing you two off and then the last hint was he was the number one scoring player at his position last year so who did you guys think it was i put hunter renfro yeah i put hunter renfro too Eh, wrong mark andrews 157 targets last year which was phenomenal when i was looking into it and the thing too that um the hints kind of threw it off but baltimore Ravens 611 pass attempts last year i think if uh one thing that when uh, when i was doing it 
was I think Mark Andrews is going to be in for a huge decline next year. Um, I think they're going to, they weren't successful last year with that throwing the ball they got behind their defense is going to be a little bit better, but they're going to rely more on running with Lamar Jackson coming back, JK Dobbins coming back. So I think he's going to be a huge, not that he's going to be bad, um, but he had never had more than 95 targets than to then have 157. So anyway, um, yeah, that one really surprised me looking at his stats. As soon as they started going targets, I thought, you know, who, who received a ton of targets, had a bit of a breakout season. I was like, this is, this is Hunter Renfro. It's got to be. thought I had that one snuck in early. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to take a lead. <laughs> Just once again, happy Armin didn't get points. That's okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, I got uh, both of my guys here didn't get taken, so I just got to pick and choose which one I want to go with there. Two very similar players. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, – let's go with this one. Okay, first hint. Yeah, first hint. I am entering my fifth year in the NFL, and I was an early second-round draft pick. Okay, want the next one? Yeah. My current ADP in best ball is 96 overall, which can convert to eighth round, 12th pick. So just about a ninth rounder. And wide receiver, 44. Oh. Nothing? Nothing yet. In my four seasons, I have only hit wide receiver two overall finish, like season overall finish once, and have finished as low as 180th. <laughs> Holy. Who is this? I'll even give you more. I finished 19th, 51st, 46th, and 180th in no particular order. So I'll give you more to that hint. Want another hint? I need another one. Yeah. In my career, I only have, in my my four-year career, I only have 12 touchdowns, but I've surpassed 1,200 yards three quarters of my seasons. The only season I didn't do it was due to injury. Surpassed 1,200 yards in how many of the seasons? In three of four. The only season I didn't do it in was due to injury. Huh. think i have it but i don't know well we're on hit number four so this will be the last one if i get it i'm, I'm locking it in you're just to, in? to get the extra points but i could I, i'm not sure you're gonna lock it yeah i'm locking. i think i think i have it okay armand i want to hear the last one okay i've had eight starting quarterbacks since i've joined the league 
In 2018, I've had one. In 2019, I've had three. In 2020, I had four. And in 2021, I had two. I think I got it. So some of the starting quarterbacks overlaps. He's had eight in total. But in 2018, he had one. In 2019, he had three. In 2020, he had four. And then in 2021, he had two. Where's that timer thing? He only gets another 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, where's my time? I think he's there. Think, or he's thinking too long. What's that? Uh, give me that sound. This one. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Armin, you gonna take a guess? Just because I have to, but I know I'm wrong. Okay, let's go, Armin first. Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson is incorrect. Yeah, I knew that. Give me this I'm one here, Armin. Take this. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Wayne, what's your guess? Who is Brandon Cooks? No. Oh. Who, is, who is Cortland Sutton? Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to do a very similar one, but they were honestly so similar. I was going to do another one, but I won't say his name just in case somebody else uses them. I'll, I'll reference him at the end. So Cortland Sutton, yeah, he's had – in 2019 in 2018 he had his kind of breakout rookie season um and then he ended up kind of tailing off at the end but he finished 51st but he had some really really big games um in 2019 is where he kind of actually had his big breakout uh where he finished 19th overall uh 27th in points per game but he had some really really big games 2020 is when he blew his knee so he had the really big week one then blew his knee towards that the end of the week one um and he finished obviously 180th and then 2021, with just the revolving door that was the Denver Broncos, he ended up uh, 46th just with uh, outside looking in. So eight quarterbacks. He's had Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, Kyle Allen, uh, Drew Locke again, Jeff Driscoll, Rick Rippon. Uh, and then he had that uh, kind of Philip Lindsay slash Hinton game uh, where they had no starting quarterback <laughs> due to COVID. And then last year, obviously, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. So that uh, that is Cortland Sutton. I couldn't believe in the three years, even last year, he surpassed 1,200 yards. I think it was 1,256 last year. Actually wild. But still only 12 touchdowns. So hopefully he gets a little bit of touchdown positive regression with the addition of a new quarterback. No doubt. I was going to put that in there as, an, as the one hint there that I knew have a new quarterback, but it still wouldn't have separated a couple of my guys, I had to guess. So I'll, uh, I'll leave it at that until we talk about the other one after. Armand, your last one here. All right, so this player, I would, or I'll do a Dwayne style here. I was drafted to the same city that I played my college ball in, in round three pick. Um, one oh five, I think, is what I put here in twenty seventeen. Round three, pick five. No, I. I don't know what I wrote here. It looks like 105, but that's not also right. round 305th overall. Yeah, maybe. So in 2017, and the same story that in the same call or same city that I played my college football in. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna need another hint. Okay, Dwayne. Yeah, another hint, please. Okay. Despite finishing top five RB last season, um, he is currently 
just barely in the top 30 in Dynasty for his at RB. Like for ADP or? For out of all running backs, like just running backs. He's, he would finish top five in RBs last year, but he's not, or he's barely in the top 30 um, in the rankings for running backs. For the upcoming year or what do you? Yeah. Yeah. For the upcoming year or in dynasty. Sorry. That was dynasty rankings that I was looking at. I'm going to lock my answer in. Okay. Oh, no, 2017, you said, hey. Yeah. Nope. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I disregard that. <clears throat> disregard. <laughs> disregard scratching that out. Okay. You guys want another hint here? I can't remember who the top five running backs were last year. Now, like, yeah, I need another hint. All right. Despite this finish, I... I've never actually had a thousand yard rushing season. I am drawing blanks. Yeah, I have one name that's stuck on, but he was drafted in 2018, not 2017. But my issue, too, is I have one guy, but I know he's had a 1,000-yard rushing season. Ah. All right. Yeah, go number four. Okay. I am one of many running backs to have shared the backfield with Le'Veon Bell. Ah, I got it. Oh. I'll lock my answer in. Okay. Dwayne, you locking in? Yeah, I'm locking in, yeah. Okay, this one will give it away. If Well, that one gave it away pretty good, but uh, I've beat Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, James Conner. Yeah, yeah, he was James Conner. Yeah. For some reason, I had in my head that he was a UDFA. For some reason, I was like, was he drafted? I, but I was thinking of Philip Lindsay was undrafted. Yeah, Philip Lindsay was. Who's the guy that you are thinking there earlier? Well, I was thinking – but. 2017, but that's way. I was thinking maybe Melvin Gordon, but he's had a thousand year season, he, and he was and like, he and he wasn't top five last year either. I, oh. I thought uh, Josh Jacobs, but he was drafted in 2018, but he's had a thousand yard rushing season too. So that we get two points there, eh, Dwayne? Two points, yeah, you do. Oops, five apiece. All right, Dwayne. Last one. So I need to lock one in on this first guess if I'm actually going to (laughs) tie. Just the boat, yeah. Well, I'll let you, yeah, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll add one. So if you wanted to throw in and lock it in and try to guess, I'll add just a little bit to it so you can at least try to make up the points. All right. So, Armin, even even if you guess on the second one. If you guess on the second one and I don't even get it right, I'll call it a I'll call it a draw. <laughs> so okay. 
So I've been in the league for four years. If you throw away last year, all right, so let's just pretend that last year didn't happen. So two of the first three years, I had combined over 1,000 yards rushing receiving, and I play running back position. Okay, say that again. So I'm entering my fifth year in the league. Okay. All right, so fourth year, last year, not a good year. But in my first three years, and two of those three years, I combined for over 1,000 yards rushing and receiving. And I play running back position. Okay. All righty. I have 18 career rushing touchdowns. Not going to help you a ton there, but. I got to lock in, I guess. I'm stuck on one name, but I'm pretty sure it's wrong. All right. So my career average yard per carry is 4.5 yards per carry. Holy man. I saw the one name that's still been in my head from the first one, but I don't think that's correct either. But we'll see. I'll need another one. All righty. I was a round two pick in 2018, 38th pick overall. I got it wrong. Can I lock? I'm going to lock it in. Okay. And yeah, I will just say in. hint five. Yeah, do it. I, I will say hint five. I was just signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. Nope, I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I put down Miles Sanders. Oh, that was a good guess too. I put CMC. I was thinking you know, David Montgomery, but I was like, ah, no. I wanted to tie Ronald Jones back into the guess who because I, I wanted to, when you were mentioning earlier about the, um, the Ronald Jones signing, it got me because I'm not a big CEH guy. In fact, I actually think CEH is a bit of, uh, you know, he was overdrafted, not a huge fan, and started looking at the, some of the Ronald Jones stuff, and really, uh, I think that he could be in line for a surprise year. Um, I, I think that he was uh, he lost his role to Leonard Fournette, but I think that you know a couple of seasons he and he caught 38 passes. I think it was in year two. Um, two of those seasons over a thousand yards combined rushing and receiving. And that's what they like to do. Like they have multi-purpose guy with, uh, with that offense. I mean, Daryl Williams put up some good games when CEH yeah. wasn't there and Ronald Jones is a better, better player than C. Uh, and he's fast. Uh, Ron, or Daryl Williams. And, and, and the thing too, is like you were saying, he's, he's 24 years old. Like he's yeah. to just draft 2018. So yeah. So he's kind of a little bit of a sleeper in my eyes. Yeah. yeah he's got a ton of NFL experience and he's still young. Like he he can still break out and have multiple years of high level production. And I also I also think but, that you know what you didn't hear him complain. You never hear bad things, even though he's kind of, you know. So I think he might be a, you know, a decent team guy as well because, you know, you never you're not hearing him giving cancer and stuff, even though he's kind of been losing, you know, lost a spot, lost his role. He's been outside looking in. 
Okay, I'm going to do one more. I got to do this last one. I got to get Armin on the board here. I'm going to do one more just for giggles. Dwayne and I tied, so I'll take the win against Armin, and we'll, uh, we'll still give Dwayne the $10 Tim's gift card just, to, just because. So if he gets this one right, we'll say he gets the gift card. If he doesn't, life sucks. You got the extra bonus try here. This one's trying to get Armin on the board, folks. Okay? All righty. I am <clears throat> entering my final year of my rookie contract. And in, in several metrics, I was high 90th percentile following the draft. Sorry, what year? Final year of his rookie contract. Final year of his rookie contract. And during the draft process, in several metrics, I tested a high 90th percentile. Okay, next hint for me. Yeah. My current ADP is draft pick 38, which could be equivalent to fourth round, early fourth round, and wide receiver 17. another one yep yeah much the same as previously mentioned Cortland Sutton I have also played with eight starting quarterbacks over my time in four seasons three in 2019 three in 2020 and three oh sorry uh yes and three in 2021 so eight there's overlappers but three in 2019, three in 2020, three in 2021, and now entering his fourth year in 2022. Want the fourth hint? I am going to lock it in. Okay. You want the fourth hint there, Dwayne? I, I would like the fourth hint, yep. In 2022, I'm continuing on with my trend as I now have another new starting quarterback. I thought maybe you'd have got this one for sure, Dwayne. We talked about him lots. <laughs> well, now you're throwing me off. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about a lot of guys a lot so I, that's I know. true that's now true. now, I'm, now I'm, i got one wavelength that i'm on well we got one more hint anyway so all you gotta do is just get it right yeah okay give me the other hint i've played for one franchise but i've been called three different things yeah i have mine right i got it right one franchise and i've been called three different things why am I not getting it? <laughs> Surprise, yeah. Armour's not throwing the timer belt at you yet. Give me 10 seconds here. Okay. The bonus contract, one. 90th percentile. Got to make him beat you, <laughs> Eight quarterbacks. Can't be. No, it can't be him. Soon so to I, be I, I, 
so I have Juju Smith in my head, but it's not him because Big Ben would have played for all those years. It's got to be a franchise that has multiple quarterbacks. And he's been in the league three years? This will be his fourth year, end of his rookie contract. Well, I don't know why I can't get it. You can give me the big old ant button there. But <laughs> I am drawing blank. Yeah. Armin, what's your guess? Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin's right, oh, Armin. Oh, yeah, well done, Armin. Well done. You locked that in early. Good for you. Yeah. I just and I just and I just packaged, I just got him in the dynasty league. That's my I, 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 I like remember you yeah. a package deal. Yes. Lo- I love Terry McLaurin. Yeah, Ohio State yeah. product, fourth year, uh, because he was obviously that late round draft pick. Case Keenum, Haskins, McCoy, Haskins Smith, Allen Fitz, Heineke, Gilbert, Wentz. Is it his ninth quarterback? High ADP. I was just surprised. About him. I was surprised. Yeah, we did just talk about him. He's well, with Wentz coming in, I honestly think McLaurin's in for a huge year. I hope well, so. Well, I mean, he's probably the best quarterback he's played with. Well, and now they're talking, <laughs> about, they're, they're talking about trading him, though. There, there's some teams looking out just in case they're, they're interested in oh. trading with, uh, with the big move. So I wouldn't hate to see it. I don't know. I don't mind. I don't mind Wentz in terms of, like, I don't like Wentz as a, uh, you know, a quarterback that produces a lot for fantasy. But in terms of having a wide receiver one, um, McLaurin's a lot better than a guy like uh, Michael Pittman and Michael Pittman put up some pretty good numbers. Yeah. Um, well, he lost so, him in. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't believe the three different names didn't get you. I didn't say names, <laughs> but the three different things. Yeah. 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 Commanders. I still got to get used to <laughs> I, like yeah. I like the football team. It's way better. Yeah. When, when you said, when you said I've been called three different things, I thought you meant the player. So I was thinking the players got nicknames, whatever. I wasn't even thinking the franchise. Yeah. I think he's just been, what has he been? Just scary Terry his whole career, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I should have said three different names, maybe, but uh, team names, but I would have just gave it right away. Yeah. That, well, that would have, if you would have said team name. So I was thinking three, he's been called, or we've been called three different names. So I was thinking, yeah. I didn't realize he tested 90th percentile 90th percentile i i had it all oh, on my laptop i have it i actually have the uh desktop open today but he ended up testing quite low in certain metrics but really really high like he was 97th and 96th in two metrics i think he was 90th in the third then he was like 46th in another one and he was that was what uh, i think what got him drafted because his his uh operate in college was so so but then his uh, his testing metrics were, were very very high so yeah, I was thinking DK Metcalf when he first said the testing metrics, and then it was the quarterbacks that got got me on to Terry. Yeah. So that means uh, we'll have a, a tie first, and Armin, you got on the board. Well done. Well done. <laughs> I want to point gonna, out that until that bonus question. one, until that bonus question, you guys only got mine right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, we both got two right because I got – we both got five, right? We both got – because I think I got um, – well, we both got yours right, right? Pat Fryermuth and – James Conner. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. I was just looking to see if I have a round of applause one. I don't have one. That's too bad. <laughs> i got to add that to the old, uh, the old list. That's too bad. I think um, Jordan just doesn't want to give the guest a round of applause there, Dwayne. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll just <laughs> do it manually here. I don't have to click no buttons for that one. I'll give you this one, Armin, for taking bonus round. <laughs> I wouldn't wait that long. 
Um, Dwayne, as a special guest, you want to give us your hot take here? I'll give us a hot take drop and we can, uh, you want to, let's hear it. I'm very curious. I'll find the drop. Well, here this is, it. this is called, this is called doubling down. Okay. Here, this I'll give a drop double, and then let's hear it. <laughs> All righty. You're not on fire, Ricky Bobby. I'm on fire! All right. Let's hear him, Dwayne. All righty. So. I'm doubling down because last time I was on uh, on the podcast here, I said that uh, Zach Wilson was going to be the best quarterback from last year's draft class. And I'm going to double down and say that this year, Zach Wilson will finish as a top 12 quarterback. And towards that 9 to 12 range, I'm not going to give him too much credit, but I think he's going to finish as a back-end quarterback one. Um, I was starting to look at just projections in terms of what that would take. Uh, my main dynasty, uh, Superflex League, that Tannehill last year was the quarterback 12, and he threw for just about 4,000 yards, 25 passing touchdowns, but he also uh, ran, I believe, for uh, seven touchdowns and you know some yardage there to get to that quarterback 12 finish. So I think that Zach Wilson, uh, another year in that system, uh, I've been hearing nothing but positives. He's been flying around the country to meet up with all of his uh, new, you know, the receivers, the tight ends. And he's, uh, he's bulked up. He's got another year under the, the belt with, uh, with that system. So I think that he could surprise some teams. So that's my ice cold hot take. That's called doubling down, throwing Zach Wilson in there. And um, I'm a big, I'm a big Zach Wilson guy. Uh, so hopefully like he, hopefully he does me proud. He's a, he's a guy that you could almost get, I'm not going to say free, but in single quarterback leagues, you could get him for next to nothing. But he's a guy that I'm trying to get oh. everywhere in super flex leagues right now. Like in, in the league that Jason and I co-own, we're, we've decided that we're going to try and hit the reset button and try and get some youth. And we're kind of in this little uh, weird window where we got a lot of vets and not a lot of young players. So we're trying to hit a reset button, do a soft rebuild. And I said, you know, if we're going to do this, let's try and, get young at the quarterback position and wide receiver, the two really key positions to set yourself up for a nice dynasty run. And I see, man, I think Trevor Lawrence was a name that is still going to cost quite a bit, even though he had a rough season. When you look at a yes. guy like uh, a guy, a guy like him, you know, Wilson, he's, I think guys are ready to write him off, but like that, I'm not oh, ready to write that arm talent off. Exactly. Cannon. Yeah. You got, you got Trey Lance is still the unknown, right? So his value is holding and you have, um, like you said, Trevor Lawrence values is, is sky high. You're talking about those young quarterbacks, but yeah. um, I, you know, I'm really, um, I, I don't want to write Wilson off. I think that um, he can use his legs. He's someone that, um, you know, was, can make every throw. It's just a matter of the game slowing down a little bit for him. And, and he's still <laughs> the, the way that young quarterbacks are treated too. If they don't come out, you know, and you have those like now that you have Herbert, and you have Burrow. I mean, those are the anomalies. You don't you don't come in and just light the world on fire. Yep. So I think that, like you said, I my my main my main dynasty league, um, I kind of got myself into a, a really good quarterback situation circumstance here because, so Tom Brady retires and I'm sitting with um, three quarterbacks. I had Derek Carr, I had Zach Wilson, and I had Jalen Hurts. So I said, I can't, you know, super flex. And I'm coming off of, I'm the champion from the, the previous year. It's a big money league. And so well, I'm not sitting there, you know, in case, you know, Wilson maybe doesn't pan out. 
or whatever. So I go and acquire Russell Wilson and I give up Tyreek Hill and some, some things to get him. Well, now Brady comes out of retirement. So now I'm, I got Brady, I got Jalen Hurts, I got Zach Wilson, and I moved Carr in that. <laughs> I moved Carr. I moved Carr in that package as well. Um, and so I'm sitting there with all this quarterback stuff, and I'm trying to move Zach Wilson to better enhance my team in other spots, and nobody wants him. Like I, I can't give him away. And but maybe that's partially because I've been hyping him since the start before <laughs> draft last year yeah. that they're just so sick of hearing him. But I nobody likes him. Nobody wants him in my dynasty league, and you know here I am. I can't give them away. So I don't know. I think that, you know, we'll see, but I'm hoping to double down here and saying that he's going to finish that, you know, that back end quarterback one status. I was not, I was not much of a Wilson believer, but uh, I didn't give him much of a chance. I think looking at some of the weapons they have and they're going to keep adding for him, but I, I'm a firm believer. And I think that it's going to get even better for us guys that pay attention to fantasy year in, year out, you know, that's uh, with the people, the, the, I'll call them the, <clears throat> the redrafters that just, you know, they check in draft season's over. Thanks for coming. Let's do it again next year. You know, where they're going to look at these rookie guys or, or the dynasty players that aren't super avid. Uh, you look at, uh, you look at the Jamar chases, you look at the Justin Jefferson's, the guys that have come in and those, those are the anomalies. I like that. You mentioned that they're the anomalies. They don't come in and just, be the best year one it's it doesn't happen so i'm not going to go after like the jalen raggers you know the guys that are just complete write-offs after year one there's no spark there's nothing there's no juice which is why i think the guys like rondell moore guys like devonta smith the guys like elijah moore where it's like you know you saw flashes but then they didn't have this huge jamar chase year so it's like okay well maybe they're not that good let's move on you know you, you lose interest in it so you can kind of swoop in and get those guys a little bit on the cheaper side this year, I think Elijah Moore still he's still expensive because he did it like you said for a, about a seven week span. Rondell Moore significantly cheaper. Even Demonte Smith, he still carries such a great value. He was the Heisman Trophy winner. He didn't show anything that discouraged you from him being good. He showed flashes, but people are like, ah, oh, you know, he he he's okay. But yeah, he wasn't Demar Chase, right? Yeah, you can get him cheap in, in redraft leagues. ADP is going to be low in dynasty league. You can test the waters. You could get him cheap, like you're not paying Jamar Chase prices, but you're getting a pretty good product that you're going to have for a long duration of time. So it's, I think you, I, I like that you hit the nail on the head there. Those are the anomalies and you can't expect that year in year out, but people are going to start expecting because it's happened two, three years in a row now where these big names have had big year ones, but then it's like, Oh, Oh, you know, and we're, we're a product of, we want, we want instant, we want instant production. Sometimes you got to wait. And I think uh, the, the waiting is waiting. It has the riches for the people that are, are waiting, waiting to build, uh, bear that. So I like that you mentioned that for sure. Anything mentioned there, Armin? Hey, I agree with all of that. Uh, you can't expect every player to come in and instantly be a big hit. Um, there's guys out there that are huge fantasy assets now that took a little bit of time to blossom and we just, we got to let it uh, play out sometimes or, or hope to find those guys when they're cheap still while guys are writing them off. Yeah, absolutely. We got, uh, we got two minutes left here in the college game. So I'm thinking, I think we got to write, we got to wrap this bad boy up. So UNC had a huge lead and they're starting to chip away in Kansas has pulled ahead and it just airballed the three cake. We're good. UNC has got a chance here. So yeah, <laughs> anything left here to throw in Armin before we wrap this bad boy up? Hey, thanks, Dwayne, for coming on again. It was a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully we can do it again sometime, and um, we won't be owing you a $10 gift card next time. <laughs> yeah, Appreciate I'm, I'm real it. Thanks, guys.
Real appreciative you Anytime. jumping on here, Dwayne. We'll have to get you one more time, uh, at least get Zach on here. I think Zach's just scared that maybe your takes are a little bit contrary. You guys are going to have an argument or something because for some reason, <laughs> Zach doesn't want to jump on here when we got Dwayne on. But big thanks for jumping on, Dwayne. Uh, I guess do you have anything, last last comments before we wrap her up? Cheers. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. You okay, well, let's wrap this bad boy up. That was episode number 45. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care, and uh, let's talk soon.